Welcome to the FHE Podcast, hosted by Amy and Maddie. We are the Fruity Horny Exmos. Hello. Hey, everyone. Welcome back to the podcast. We're here again. We're here. We're queer, as our guest today would say. We are so excited to have our very first guest on the FHG podcast, and we're keeping it in the family. <laughs> so <laughs> welcome to our guest. Belle, do you want to introduce yourself a little bit? Yes, I would. Hi, I'm Belle slash Hickory. I use they, he pronouns, and I am pan, non-binary, and also demi. So yeah. And what's our relation, Belle? Amy is my aunt Ooh. <laughs> Ooh. wow yeah. such a cool gay aunt yes and <laughs> we are 11 years apart like she is 11 years apart with my mother yeah so, so basically older, siblings. yeah older sibling vibes mm-hmm. more than aunt vibes yeah so <laughs> yeah well we're excited bells in town this weekend getting their first tattoos so excited Ooh. well that's happening tomorrow <laughs> we're so excited for them and uh, it's everything i ever dreamed of when i Knew I was gay. <laughs> Taking one of the kids to get their first tattoos. But we're so excited that Belle could be here today to be our very first guest on the FHG podcast. I'm kind of taking the lead on today's episode. So the topic today is the history of the LGBTQIA plus acronym. Ooh. Ooh. I had never learned about this. So this was actually really informative for me. And I think you guys are going to find this also very informative. So I'm really <laughs> excited to share this with you guys. Do you, do either of you know the history of the acronym before we get started? A small bit. A small bit. Not really, no. Yeah, I think it's something that honestly should be something almost not required, but I think it's just really interesting to, you know, read about the history of the gays before us yes of course (laughs) so today's source for this topic is actually from national geographic Mm. so love that love to see it the history of lgbtqia plus it all started with the lesbians lesbianism came first as it should hell yeah and that's why lesbians get the first slot (laughs) The L in LGBTQIA+. <laughs> the term lesbian, it was inspired by the works of Sappho, an ancient Greek woman from the island of Lesbos. That's not actually like a lesbian <laughs> island, <laughs> you know? It should be. It honestly, should be. They, so they, true. They Can you imagine? They killing, honestly. True. They really would. True. But basically, Sappho wrote poems about same-gender passion. So this was back ancient Greek times. That is where the term lesbian really started. The oldest use of the term to describe same-gender love has been traced back to the 17th century, but its modern use emerged in the 1890s in an English-language medical dictionary. Mm, Hmm. Interesting. Yeah. Over Medical dictionary. I know, right? Yeah, you'll hear a lot of kind of surprising things. I, I thought they were surprising. Over time, it grew in popularity and was adopted by women who secretly, then proudly, loved other women. So kind of the beginning of lesbians and i know i've read i didn't include this in part of my research but i know that another reason why l is the first letter in lgbtq is because of the work that lesbians did during the aids crisis as well yeah that's what i was thinking yeah i was pretty sure that was part of it yeah yeah i know i've seen i've read that other times but i didn't include that 
But I just wanted to throw that out there. Lesbians. Yeah. Lesbians. <laughs> Lesbians. That's right. You tell them. <laughs> okay. So then after lesbianism, lesbians, the L, homosexuality and bisexuality. I found it fascinating though. Lesbianism came first. At least in this article. I could be wrong. Feel free to point it out to us. It's fine. <laughs> Hurt my feelings. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> Don't guilt trip them. <laughs> Eh. <laughs> <laughs> Most of our listeners are just our friends. Yeah. So, so don't correct me. I'm just kidding. <laughs> no, correct us if we ever say yes, something of that's course. Always, always incorrect. Absolutely. Yeah. So homosexuality and bisexuality. In the 19th century, there was a German lawyer slash writer named Karl Heinrich Ulrichs who may have identified as gay. It's not completely confirmed. He was the first to try and label his own community. So, I mean, if you're trying to label the gay community, you're probably gay. Yeah. What? Yeah, who knew? I wouldn't have guessed. I know. (laughs) As early as 1862, he used the term earning, U-R-N-I-N-G, to refer to men who were attracted to men. Isn't that interesting? I was like... Yeah, I've never heard that before. Yeah, no, me either. My brain went burr when you read those letters. I was like, what? (laughs) (laughs) I don't know what you just said. Yeah, he basically just used earning, Mm -hmm. which I don't really know why. Who knows? But anyway, that was like his first attempt to try to label. Earning was quietly replaced by a word coined by Austro-Hungarian journalist Carolee Maria Kurthbeny, I think I said that right, in response to the Prussian government when they considered adding language that forbade same gender male sexual activity to its constitution. So that's when homosexuality was coined. So Carl wrote an open anonymous letter to the Minister of Justice using the word homosexuality. So that was the first time, again, as of this article, the actual term, the actual phrase homosexuality. In what year? This was... So he came with the, ter- the term earning in 1862. So it was sometime in like the late 19th century, essentially. I know okay. obviously there's like clearly been homosexuality oh. for so much longer, but specifically yeah, the yeah. term homosexuality. Yeah. As far as I'm aware. I the don't gays know. before us. Take taken up with National Geographic. <laughs> he coined homosexuality. He also coined heterosexual and bisexual. Oh. So funky. Carl's just getting it. Yeah. Yeah. Good for you, Carl. Go off, Ken. Hell yeah. <laughs> Honestly though. Carl emphasized that homosexuality was quote unquote, inborn is what he called it at the time and challenged prevailing notions that it was shameful and harmful. Basically just saying, you were born this way, bitch. Yes, <laughs> yeah. let's go. So psychologists adopt the term homosexuality, heterosexual, bisexual, etc. Then in the 1960s, activists reclaimed gay from being a slur to being something that we can call ourselves because hell yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so it was openly embraced by men who defied society with their open expressions of love. By 1980, gay had overtaken other labels for men attracted to men. 
So they actually used this article, specifically three other labels that they mentioned, which were social variant, deviant, and homophile. I've never heard that last one. Yikes. Homophile basically means same love. Yeah. But it's not great. I know. I mean, it sounds like pedophile. So No, I agree. (laughs) It's not great. So those were things I think that other or that gay men had tried to like use, but like. It didn't stick. Not great. Gay ended up being the one that kind of stuck because it was one of the few terms that didn't explicitly refer to sex in the name. Understandable. Yeah, I think that makes sense. Yeah. And vibes. Yeah, and vibes. Love to see it. (laughs) So now gay refers to men and anyone with same gender preference or gender divergence. Yeah. Hell yeah. After that, transgender becomes part of the LGBT. Include the T. Yes, always. So the T wasn't even added to the acronym until the 1990s. So prior to that, it was just the LGB, actually. It sounds weird. I know. It's really strange. Sounds like turfy. (laughs) Turf vibes. Turf vibes. We don't live them. Yeah. Um, In one of my textbooks, they said GLBT instead. It was weird. That is so weird and not correct because I could be wrong. My understanding is that they were pretty much the only people that would actually take care of. Mm-hmm. I'm of I'm men. 90% sure that's yeah. correct. Yeah. And that's why they Their get the first. L. Yeah. I know. It was weird. Yeah. I'll have to look at what year it was. Yeah. I am um, published. But curious by that. But mm-hmm. the T wasn't added until the 1990s, which is when two of us were born. Why are you looking at me? Because you're, you, you were, were not born, born in, in the, the 1990s. 1990s. Yes, that is true. <laughs> <laughs> And I'm an old four kid. <laughs> <laughs> wow, that's crazy. Actually. Hype. <laughs> <laughs> Obviously, given what I just said about how it wasn't even adopted into the acronym until the 1990s, it took longer for transgender to gain acceptance, even though trans people have existed throughout history. Like it's well documented that that's been the case. So it is wild to me that it took so long for that to happen because this i mean they like i said they started coining the terms back in the 1800s anyway the term came into being in the 1960s specifically in a psychology textbook in 1965 so that's where the term transgender came from or started from this article also says that trans feminine activist virginia prince was the first to argue sex and gender are separate entities Yes. Yeah, Yeah, we love that. We love to see it. So, yeah, the term transgender replaced other terminology that mocked slash minimized trans people. And it was embraced by the 2000s. So it was adopted into the LGBT at the time. That's when they adopted it. It was like the 1990s. But then it was more widely embraced by the 2000s. Hell yeah. Yeah. My era. (laughs) (laughs) They were just waiting for you to come on the scene, Belle. They were. They were like this trans kid. Gonna come. Hell yeah. <laughs> Love to see it. Just waiting for Belle. Yep. Now, obviously. Said we, we can't, you know, include <laughs> transgender <laughs> titles, <laughs> names, anything like that, people in our community until <laughs> Belle's here. <laughs> <laughs> and I can't blame them, but also, you know, trans trans lives matter. Exactly. exactly. So, Protect trans kids. Hell yes. yeah. Hell yeah, bestie. <laughs> Then after that, so, you know, at this point, LGBT was the acronym. 
and this was when I was a kid. I remember seeing LGBT. I don't ever remember seeing LGB. So yeah, me either. As far as I can remember. Good. <laughs> Hell yeah, that's right. <laughs> Threatening. Yes, we need the vibes. tea. You fucking tell them. <laughs> Give us the tea. <laughs> <laughs> so then after that, queer became mainstream. It was a slur since at least the 1910s to separate people from heteronormative society. And then the gay community started using queer beginning in the 1990s. So they were like, queer, trans, love to see it. So us. Hell yeah. Yeah. So a fascinating point was Q also used to stand for questioning, which I feel like I've always heard like the Q means queer, not questioning. Yeah. I mean, that's I it's both. questioning's not a bad thing either. It's it's not a bad thing. But, like, I think queer, since it's, like, a catch-all term, it's a lot more... Inclusive? Yes. Yeah. That word. <laughs> yeah. No, I agree. And, and this article said there's been a conversation about appropriation with umbrella terms about actual lived experiences. So I can understand that. But also, in my experience, if you're questioning your sexuality or your gender... There might be something there. there. Yeah, you know, just keep digging a little deeper, babes. Mm -hmm. You (laughs) gay bitch. (laughs) You gay bitch. (laughs) Seriously, though. You know, currently Q stands for queer, but in the past has stood for questioning. And then after that, you know, is LGBTQ. That's in the 2000s again. And then they added newer appendages to the acronym. We're adding more limbs. (laughs) Yes, I know. Just like eight arms. It's fine. (laughs) A plus sign referring to a wide range of sexual and gender identities was added. So it was LGBTQ plus. Then they added the I, which stands for intersex. Then they they added the A, which stands for asexual. Asexuals are part of the community. Seriously, yes. they really Don't are. Don't disclude them. Even if they are straight, they are still part of the community. Hell yes. yeah, bestie. There are critics who say no term can ever encompass the entire spectrum of gender and sexuality, which makes sense, but also doesn't hurt to give it a shot mm-hmm. in my ex- exactly. experience. I do like the plus, though. Yeah, I like the plus two. It is difficult considering society is moving at a snail's pace. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and so it's, you know, it obviously took so long to just yeah. get the L and the G and the B and the T, which <laughs> took way too long. And then, you know, just it's it's hard because yeah. there are just so many labels, which is wonderful. I think it's great for people to have the language to be able to identify themselves in the way that makes them feel seen, mm-hmm. you know? Yeah. I also, I from what I've heard, that the plus also can stand for, like, gay men that were HIV positive as okay. well. Oh, yeah. Uh, because, like, obviously that's a very important part of our history and stuff. I've watched, like, a lot of videos by people who are gay and stuff and video essays, and I just, I, like... I haven't been up to date with them recently, but I just think it's very important for me as like a younger queer kid to like know like our backstory. No, I I completely agree. And I was actually thinking about that when I was doing this research. I was like, you know, I have read things about the AIDS crisis and HIV positive people in the community, but I definitely could read more. So I think we'll probably do an episode where we really delve into that history. That would be really cool. I think it's, it's really important to bring that to light and honestly i mean society just failed oh absolutely you know the gay community 
and it continues to fail oh, the gay yeah. community. <laughs> it really, really does. Yeah. So looks like the Supreme Court looks away. <laughs> yeah. At yeah. you, Supreme at Court. SCOTUS, <laughs> you bitches. <laughs> so yeah, a variety of academic and government organizations have recently adopted the term gender and or sexual minority to be even more inclusive, which I was like, I don't hate that. Mm-hmm. No, me neither. Um, yeah. You know, because it is a marginalized group. And then there's even more marginalized groups within this marginalized group. Mm-hmm. So I do think it's specific and vague enough, you know? Yeah, I like that. And the last part of this article that I'll specifically reference is there was a National Academies of Sciences, Engineering, and Medicine Committee in a 2020 report that said, no term is perfect or perfectly inclusive. The beauty of individual individuality is that self-expression as well as personal and romantic choices can manifest in a multitude of ways. That's so beautiful. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So we love to see it. What's the big fucking deal? Exactly. Like, just let people have their labels. Mm-hmm. How does it actually hurt you? You know? Yeah. And it doesn't. It doesn't. It doesn't. It doesn't. Speaking from my personal experience with, you know, the LGBTQ plus community and just my own personal journey, I didn't understand why there were so many labels before I really took time to understand myself and understand the queer people in the world, you know? I remember people making fun of all the different kinds of labels when I was in, like, high school and in college, and now I'm like, hell yeah. You know, I it's honest, really all it takes is research. Read a fucking book. Yeah, educate yourself. Yeah. So true. <laughs> yeah. So I think... You know, that's where I, there's like a specific term called heteroflexible, homoflexible. I really, I really resonate with that because I am 99.99 gay, but (laughs) it's not impossible in another realm where Maddie doesn't exist for me to find maybe a man or just someone who's not a woman and be happy with them. But in this world, it's just Maddie. So it's Sim. <laughs> Sim City over here. That's yeah. right. Uh, Don't yeah. you fucking forget it. <laughs> Single over here. <laughs> Being sad. It's all right. Find my person eventually. Listen, yeah. you're 18. Shh, You'll be okay. I know. It feels like forever. Alone. <laughs> Listen, I'm 29. <laughs> I, okay, I, and? <laughs> I just found the love of my life at 28. Good for you. Year. Yeah. Good for you. So... You got plenty of time, but it is it does suck, and I feel bad. Yeah, I was, we've both been through that. I was miserably single when I was single. I <laughs> pretended like I wasn't, but I was. Anyway. The trans. <laughs> I am promoting my trans agenda. <laughs> oh, my God. Join Those me. gays just promoting their trans agenda, their gay agenda. It's like, oh, my God. Not really, though. Yeah, definitely not. I just want to be myself. Yes, Seriously. exactly. I yeah. don't know what's wrong with that. It's just people that... Have grown up very close-minded. Absolutely, no. And just refuse to open up their mind. Yeah. That, yeah. And do their own research. Yeah, yes. like open their mind like an inch, honestly. Yeah. yeah it literally. doesn't take that much brain power like, to just, be like, hmm, this doesn't really affect me. Just meet a trans person. Please, yeah. like they exist. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Bet you probably know one. You just don't know they're trans. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. It's the same with people that are like, you know, now being gay is trendy. Being trans is trendy. It's no, not. they've yeah. literally always existed. Yeah. The gays, we've the been transgender here. people, they, we've always been here. You just didn't know. Yeah. 
we and we just didn't have the, the language. language. Yeah. You know, that's why activism is so important. That's why standing up for marginalized communities and people is so important. And if you can even change one person's perspective on human rights for people that don't get free human rights like cishet white people, then I don't know. <laughs> I, I'd i be surprised if you're listening to this podcast. But True. Same. <laughs> Dear God, you need it more than anyone. True. Mm-hmm. Exactly. Yeah. Anyway, but Belle, I'd love to hear a little bit more about your sexuality and gender journey because... Yeah, you're our, our trans expert, I guess. <laughs> <laughs> yes, I have lived, lived experience. Hell yeah. Mm-hmm. That's okay. what yeah. we want to hear. So from when I was younger, I think I identified as like a tomboy kind of, but also I was like always still like, I like girly things, I guess. Sure. Like I never liked getting my hands dirty or anything, but like I also like just, I just didn't fit in any of those labels. Yeah. And obviously, looking back on that now, I'm like, wait a second, that makes so much sense. Yeah, of course. (laughs) But like as a kid, it was just like, I don't know, I'm somewhere, I'm like, I guess I'm a tomboy. But uh, as a kid, I didn't have that many friends, really. So I didn't have anyone to like bounce off my like thoughts and stuff onto other than my younger sister, Emily. We didn't really talk about stuff because we were kids. Yeah. Like, we just vibed. And I think iconic. (laughs) Yes. <laughs> hell yeah just vibing yeah most of the time and i was just there and i was just like okay well and since uh church was very gendered i kind of just pushed out most anything that was like too much not yeah whatever mm-hmm. <laughs> not binary mm-hmm. so it was just like okay and as my teenage years came i started to hate myself a lot more Sure. And because, like, obviously puberty hit, and I was like, bro, what the fuck? (laughs) (laughs) What is this? Yeah. Uh, Yeah. (laughs) And it was just, like, it was not a good time. And especially I have a lot of trauma during that time. And it was rough, (laughs) to say the least. It was, like, a big depression time in my life. Sure. It wasn't until 2020 that I started to figure things out. Mm-hmm. And thankfully, I had some good friends with me who are no longer my friends, unfortunately. Mm-hmm. But they... But they were good friends at the time. Yes, yeah. they were good friends at the time. That's and funny. they were, like, very supportive. Wait, actually... ADHD storytelling. Yeah, you're good. <laughs> actually, when I was in eighth grade or freshman year, I had talked to one of my friends and I was like, I think I'm bi because there was this one girl on my bus who I thought was really pretty and I was like oh my god she's really pretty (laughs) and like I had like this little crush on her but my huge crush on the one and only of my life Spencer Jones (laughs) (laughs) I'm joking (laughs) but I was like um the next day I was like "Mm, we're gonna forget that I said that and it was very sad because I was just like um we're gonna post Push that down. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yep. Been there. Mm-hmm. Funky internalized homophobia. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. But yeah, it was 2020 when I had finally like gotten to, I wasn't able to go to church because of the pandemic and such. So it was around May of 2020 where I was like, wait a second. A lot of key moments in my childhood came up being like, I think I liked this one girl when I was in middle school because mm-hmm. I had like always like worked on my appearance to like before going to yeah. school. And I was like, hold on. 
and then my crush during eighth grade or freshman year. And I was like, wait a second. I think I like women. <laughs> hmm. Mm-hmm. And so I texted my friends. I was like, um, I don't I – th- I think I might be bi. Mm-hmm. And they were like, yes, you go, bestie. <laughs> they were very supportive, and I was very good. happy. That's but good. also, the whole group was gay except me. <laughs> it was like, I was like the token straight, but I was very much That's not straight. Hilarious. <laughs> One of my friends said my I was doing a gay speed run. <laughs> and I think that's very accurate. Just testing the waters. Yep. Yeah. I was just like, um, and then it took, it only took until the new year, the end of 2020 for me to figure out that I was actually pan instead of bi, which mm-hmm. I find is much more of a term that I resonate with uh, because like, it's not about like a specific gender. It's just like, uh, it's more personality over gender for me. Mm-hmm. Yeah. In a romantic sense. And and it's more inclusive. Exactly. You know, and I would love it if maybe you could just in your own words explain what you think the difference between bisexuality and pansexuality is. Yeah, of course. So bisexuality is a catch-all term. It is like basically like you are attracted to more than one gender. Yeah. And you can, a lot of people just don't identify with pan just because they don't feel like they can or stuff because there's a lot of controversy with it. Sure. Off the top of my head, there's just some people say it's biphobic and such. And I personally think that the history behind it is important, mm-hmm. but I'm not well versed enough in it to say. Yeah, but no, for sure. as a pan person, I say that being working on it now and trying to make it more inclusive and making sure that bi people have their place and that we won't walk over them. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That that's important. Bi people usually have a preference between preference of their the gender that they prefer or just it's more of preference based where pansexuality or just pan people in general, it's more of just everybody. Yeah. In the simplest terms, it's everybody. Like, you can be attracted to a person no matter their gender. Like, they just are just vibing. Mm -hmm. Yeah, and I think the phrase that I've always heard that has helped me understand pansexuality is it's it's parts. It's not parts. It's your heart or whatever. Mm -hmm. I think that saying's technically controversial in the pan community, but it's just everyone. Yeah. Yeah. Like, whoever you're compatible with. Yeah, it's – we don't have – preferences yeah no so yeah okay yeah i think and i think a lot of the things terms um people experiences in the community have overlap even if you have different labels and different preferences and yeah absolutely things like that so but i think it's always good to understand the distinctions between things like that when there has been so much controversy between bisexuality and pansexuality yeah so i appreciate you delving into that point yeah it's very funny though because a lot of people think like bi and pan people like hate each other no we're all besties honestly like we just (laughs) vibe together like we like we just come like experience like similar things and stuff especially being like big one yeah no thanks i'd like to be with all yeah i (laughs) i'd like to be with anyone that i want to be with exactly and who wants to be with me so exactly Mm -hmm. yeah okay perfect but Amy was the one who helped me figure out that it was Pan by bringing up Schitt's Creek. And it was very helpful because oh, I was yeah. like, because I'd been debating between like, I was like, since I had, I figured out I was like, at least on the M spec, which is the 
you're attracted to multiple genders. Mm -hmm. I was like, but am I pan though? Because like, I was like, because one of my friends uh, was pan or is pan. Mm -hmm. They are still alive. I'm just. (laughs) Yeah. Are you just not friends with them anymore? Yes, unfortunately. Yeah, yeah, I got you. But I was like, um, am I though? Or am I just trying to like have a good opinion from them or something yeah yeah but like at the point where i finally was or amy was like yeah and i was like okay i think i might be yeah i do i that does make sense to me now i forgot that i had been like i think you should watch that specific scene from schitt's creek where david talks to stevie about what kind of wine drinker he is and i to me that was so informative because prior to that i didn't really know what pansexual meant yeah so i love when shows like schitt's creek but i think it's really important to be able to see yourself in mainstream media Mm -hmm. oh absolutely Yeah. Yeah, yeah that's the point that i was gonna bring up that's why representation is so important because it gives us the language to describe ourselves and figure out what's what's going on exactly yeah and I think the way that um, he said it in the show definitely is very digestible and, like, understandable oh, for, sure. for everybody. It's, like, it makes so much sense. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. I think that's what you have to do, to quote Stranger Things season three. You have to water it down. Season two? I don't know. Uh, <laughs> when Murray's like, you have to water it down. Like, oh, yeah. You know, people can only take so much. Yeah information in so you have to find a way like bell said to make it digestible and i think that was a really subtle but succinct way of describing pansexual people absolutely mm-hmm. anyways to continue with my little story yes. yes go on um around i think it was in january of 2021 i had basically moved back to arizona there's whole like moving stories yeah, we're not gonna get too into many it stories yeah. About but that, yeah. <laughs> i'd started school back in arizona again for the second semester when i did that i signed up for a creative writing class when i signed up our teacher had us take a survey and she had us like put down our like preferred name and our preferred pronouns and that was the first time i started going by bell and like i'm, <laughs> I'm getting emotional no that's but totally okay. it like definitely made me so happy and that's also when I used they them pronouns for the first time in like a class setting and she didn't use my pronouns a lot because like she didn't have a lot of like one-on-one time with me but when she did like I got super emotional and very happy and the gender euphoria was very much there it was very monumental and she she's a wonderful teacher and I want to figure out how to get in contact with her again because she moves schools and stuff and it's like a whole big thing mm-hmm. but she was she was wonderful and I was just so happy to ha- like have her be a part of helping me yeah and it was very important to me yeah yeah wow yeah, yeah I didn't that made I, me tear up me too actually <laughs> I I've never actually heard that part of your story so yeah I don't I don't talk about it that much but it's definitely something that like helped me yeah get to where I am now mm-hmm. for sure and just have somebody who absolutely respected me and how I wanted to choose to show my show who I was mm-hmm. yeah. yeah I think it's really important for people in general obviously but definitely people in power you know so to speak 
with like a teacher or something like mm-hmm. that. Like you need to be a safe space for other people because if people are struggling figuring out just who they are, it's going to be so much harder for them to be able to just like do other things. Yeah. You know, that's when mental health gets so much worse. And, Mm -hmm. you know, just in my own experience with my job at a treatment center, we serve a lot of people that lie outside the gender binary. And one of my favorite things that we do is just because of how insurance and society is set up, we have to like technically have men's and women's programs, but we don't really call them that. We basically, if we have a client that's like transgender, non-binary, gender fluid, we ask them like, what program would you feel the most comfortable in? So then they can pick. And mm-hmm. that's that's just what it should be. Like, yeah, you know, and we've like made sure to it's kind of like that teacher we've made sure to make it a safe space for mm-hmm. for our clients even my myself have done like a training for some of our employees about pronouns and names and things like that mm-hmm. it's like such a simple thing yeah is really, it really what is. it boils down to i'm still i'm not a baby gay anymore but <laughs> in, <Me neither. laughs> but in 2020 it's it's ironic that bell was mentioning 2020 because that's when i came out officially was june 2020 june 30th 2020 and um yeah last day of pride month (laughs) but i i didn't really as far as i can remember i didn't really have any interaction with a transgender person until my current job i knew that i had been raised you know by parents who were uneducated and homophobic obviously then transphobic and yeah. I didn't even realize my internal biases. But then, yeah, it really does just take talking to a transgender person, hearing their own experience. Mm-hmm. Like, honestly, it shouldn't even be that. Yeah, you should just you should just to... accept people as they are. Yeah. yeah. If they're not hurting anyone else, if they're not hurting themselves, then what's just the problem? Just yeah, let them cares? exist. Yeah. Please. You yeah. know, but I think if that's what it takes, then just like, I don't know, acceptance it's such a simple concept, but how somehow it's also like the most complicated thing in society. Yeah. So yeah. anyway. Just like respect in general. Yeah. Like how hard is it truly yeah. to just call someone by their, their name? Yeah. Yeah. And their no, pronouns. Sure. Yeah. It's not hard. Yeah. yeah. Like it takes a little effort. Sure. But yeah. You get you, used to it. If you care about that person. Yeah. It'll change. It's worth them. it. Yeah. yeah. Because anyone that has gone through this. I've, you know, one of my best friends is trans and I've talked a lot with him about the transgender experience that they've had. And I think just, it's kind of similar to hearing your story, Belle. You know, my friend never felt right when they do get that experience of gender euphoria. I don't know. I've just seen them cry so many times. Like, you know, it's so validating when someone refers to me how I, how I want to be referred to. Yeah. And Mm -hmm. it's not... For if you love someone, it's not hard. Exactly. That's that's yeah. really what it boils down to. Yeah. Exactly. It's not real love if you're not putting in the work to yeah. accept someone. Yeah. So, like that's absolutely. that's the most vulnerable you can be with someone to open up about something that society has made very clear that you aren't quote unquote right mm-hmm. with how society views anyone that lies outside of heteronormativity mm-hmm. yeah. you know so if someone's choosing to be vulnerable with you with their name with their pronouns i just hope to god those fucking kids that tell you that shit like that they see you as a safe space and when you react poorly 
it hurts. It's just gonna it's just gonna hurt them mm-hmm. yeah. forever and your relationship. Yeah. You're absolutely. not gonna change them. No. Yeah, no. Yeah. They're they're telling you who they are. Yeah, know? believe them. It doesn't matter how old they are. I just think that you should always be a safe space for people. Absolutely. I just remembered, I think I told Amy my pronouns when like right before I moved away that I was going I was going to go by she they during that time and I think like it was just really important for me to say that out loud to take the next step and go fully they them yeah. and it it like it was really really nice <laughs> just to have people accept me okay okay it's fine sorry we're just cheered up. getting emotional over here <laughs> we're just big old softies we but also it's just really nice to i don't know i think again being raised in the lds community it's hard enough to be gay and obviously maddie and i can only relate to that point mm-hmm. of your journey we can't relate to the gender identity and anything with your gender journey like i think it's just really inspiring for people to talk about it and oh, yeah. it should be mm-hmm. openly talked about it shouldn't be taboo yeah. yeah no absolutely not i just really despise just how the church is your spirit is this one way and it's yeah. like is it mm-hmm. really like also side note this is completely <laughs> off topic right. <laughs> but this one time during seminary i decided to be i decided to challenge like is the holy ghost like actually a guy like we've never heard him be like a guy or something yeah, so yeah. Like, just a voice and yeah. like one of my friends was like oh she is the holy ghost non-binary <laughs> like um obviously yeah seriously though but like literally i was like and god is a woman yeah it's so true <laughs> but yeah. yeah i'm like you've never heard them be like um yeah. actually yeah. i am a man like yeah it's, it's yeah. a holy ghost like it's there's no gender to it yeah it's just like okay guys I don't know what you're on, but okay. Yeah, no, I agree. Yeah. It, everything must gendered. be patriarchal. Mm-hmm. Of course. Obviously, obviously. Because if not, then what is the Mormon religion? Yeah, no, for Truly. real. <laughs> um, this, Truly. <laughs> this is a side question that I think is just funny. When you guys picture the Holy Ghost, what do you picture? A ghost. But like, know. but like, what, like how? Ghost how? It's just, I just my I don't see images in my brain, oh, yeah, so that's right, that's right. I have aphantasia, so I don't see like I just it's just there's just a mm. thing. Okay, well then, fair enough, Maddie. <laughs> I don't know, honestly. I just see the words like Holy Ghost, but I oh, also okay. can like I can see like a ghosty boy. Yeah, that's like, what I whispering in your ear. I literally just imagine like a cartoon ghost. Yeah, <laughs> like Valid. I think I have my whole life. Where they're like the Holy Ghost, and I'm like, it's just this little ghost in my head. Yeah. Like, or it could just be your conscience. That's true. Honestly, yeah. that's it's just like just listen to conscience. what your brain is telling you. Yeah. It's, your intuition. Yeah. I think <laughs> I was in Under the Banner of Heaven in the series Under the Banner of Heaven when Andrew Garfield's character Jeb. Um, I love him what so a guy. Much. I know. He was, he was so good. It was at that so role. Such he was. A show. I like Yeah. It. Jeb is really going through his faith journey and. I remember he's talking to Alan, one of the other characters in the show, and is saying, like, because, you know, now he's starting to doubt it. And then he says, now there's, like, this other voice in my head, and I can't get it out. And Alan's like, that's that's you. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Like, now that you hear it as yourself, like, you can't get it out. Yeah. Yeah. You know? The funny thing is I've never had, like, the, like, 
much of the separation between both. I think it's just been like, we've just been vibing. Like, I mean, my family <laughs> wasn't really like super duper religious as a kid either. Like we didn't do scripture study like every day or anything. Yeah. I mean, the most we did was like pray. Cause like, we just kind of like, we were very busy. Yeah. And like, mm-hmm. especially cause my dad went to college with three kids at home. And yeah. so we didn't have much time to do a lot. And he was very, he traveled the world. Yeah. <laughs> he was so cool. Yeah, he was. But yeah. Yeah. I think it's just another way for the church to convince you that you don't know, but the, but, but God does. God does. The Holy Ghost does. Blah, 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 blah. Yeah. It's all for a reason. Yeah. Yeah. And that's why you got to put your stuff back on the shelf and yeah. ignore it. Yeah. But do you really want to? No. No. Absolutely not. No, because eventually that shelf's going to break. Yeah. Bitch. And that's, <laughs> act like- and that's the, honestly the same, like... There's a faith shelf, but there's also a sexuality shelf. There's a there's a gender shelf. Oh, like, absolutely. Too many shelves. I think <laughs> when you really allow yourself to question things that you've been taught your whole life, that to me is the smartest thing you can do. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. Agreed. How do you think anything has ever gotten done in the world to, to in- advance the human race mm-hmm. if people just accepted what they'd been taught? But literally nothing would have been done. Nothing. Like, yeah. No progress would just- have been made. Questions are how the world goes round, honestly. Yeah. Questions and learning. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and all the church does is teach you to be submissive and accept what they what they say. Honestly, it just goes back to Joseph Smith just making it fucking up. So whatever. <laughs> anyway, <laughs> did you have anything else to tell us about your gender or it's, sexuality? I still got a whole a oh, perfect whole story. Oh, I'm so, oh, so sorry. Yes. Now you're fine. We, yeah, we fun. went on a little tangent. It's okay. There, I please go it. on though. Okay, so January 2020 is when or 2021. Sorry, uh, is when I started the class and stuff. So after that, I was just kind of vibing, and I think it was around March ish that I finally like completely identified as non-binary mm-hmm. and that's when ren my best friend gave me this little bracelet that Cute. i love so much Cutie. yes i love them a lot <laughs> anyways shout out to ren yes ren <laughs> that's when i started identifying as non-binary and then i think the next big point was when i came out as pan on my private instagram basically was like if you don't agree with it leave me the fuck alone yeah fuck off mm-hmm. <laughs> literally i was like just leave <laughs> yeah i don't care i lost a lot of followers which because there was a lot of mormons who followed me yeah and like it kind of hurt at the time but also i knew that it was better mm-hmm. for me in the long run that i had people that actually cared about me yeah mm-hmm. absolutely. And after that i think i came out on instagram again as non-binary in june but i was just like I'm Belle. I use they, them pronouns. If you don't respect that, leave me alone mm-hmm. once again. Mm-hmm. I think I started using they, he pronouns. I think it was later that summer or like going into the school year. And like, I haven't like publicly been like, hey guys, I use they, he pronouns like on my private Instagram because it's just like, oh, I have a lot of family that follows me there and I don't know like what the vibes are there. Yeah. <laughs> so I'm just kind of like, okay. Yeah. Because I feel like some people are really scared about me using he he him pronouns because they think like i'm gonna be completely trans i'm like i'm not transitioning like all the way for myself because it's not how i see myself i don't see myself ever getting bottom surgery or anything like that because i'm fine yeah yeah just fucking hate my period i mean periods and my boobs but yeah yeah. (laughs) for sure 
And then I think I, I don't have a specific date from when I was like, I'm ace. So I think it's been like a thing for like a while because it's just I've I experienced trauma. So uh, it's that's definitely a big part that goes into my experience as an ace person. Yeah. So me being Demi is definitely like I need to be attached to a person emotionally before. Yeah. I am sexually attracted to them. Yeah, no, yeah, for sure. Awesome. No, I think that's it. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I I love hearing other people's experiences, and especially, mm-hmm. I am clearly biased since you are the first grandkid in my family. You were the first one that made me an aunt, so I <laughs> basically am just your big sister. <laughs> I love hearing your experiences, and and mm-hmm. I can see, you know, I've known you since day one. And I can see a a difference in how you act and how you hold yourself ever since you've really gone through this and learned who you are. So I'm just really proud of you. Yeah. And definitely, I think one of the things we were talking about earlier was when I figured out that I was non-binary, I completely shifted my personality. Like I started being more confident in myself. Mm -hmm. And like, like I was talking about, like I didn't like myself when I was younger like I it completely shifted and my image of my body is like so much better now good and it's it's very important to me Mm -hmm. because I I can't even think about like hating myself how I did when I was like 13 and 14 and yeah it's just very important Mm -hmm. yeah well and those thoughts are they're not really your thoughts right like not really they're just what again, was taught to you about other people. And then when you start to discover, oh, that's me, then you're like, okay, so now I'm a bad person or I'm disgusting or whatever the fuck your community growing up or family or church, you know, basically said about people who, you know, define themselves as being quote unquote other, again, Mm -hmm. according to society. I think in my personal experience, I think the bravest thing you can do is challenge what you've been taught mm-hmm. and whether that's your sexuality, your gender, your religion, whatever, mm-hmm. you know, I think how strong of a person are you if you just follow along with how things have always gone? Yeah. So yeah, it's very brave. Yeah. Very brave. And you're a strong adult kid person. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, I know. I really appreciate you sharing your journey. Mm-hmm. Yeah, of course. Yeah. Yeah, thanks for being our first guest. Yeah. yeah. First guest on the pod. That was really exciting that we could make that work. But we do, since it's FHE, we don't have a closing prayer, but we have a closing manifestation. Vibes. Mm-hmm. So it can be an affirmation or, you know, what we had yeah, to talk whatever. about. But do you want to do our manifestation for this episode sure Iggy. okay so going on the trans thing don't be afraid to question your gender even if you think you are cis and this is not directed at anyone in particular but just just don't be afraid like just do it just yeah, see just think about it just see how it feels mm-hmm. awesome i think that's a great manifestation for this yes. episode thank you so Belle. thank you for that we love you we love you <laughs> love you too I teared up again. Baby. <laughs> be sure to follow our podcast it's available on spotify and apple podcasts also follow our podcast on instagram and twitter at fhe podcast also bell follow me on instagram at galactic dot bell 
as well as my Twitter, where I just talk about things that I like fandom-wise, which is Hickory Roll. <laughs> yes. It's a combination of my name and Cinnamon Roll, which I adore. <laughs> Cute. Yeah, so go follow them, you know, especially if you're one of our listeners and you're gender fluid or non-binary transgender. I think following Belle would be a fantastic idea. But mm-hmm. anyone in the community... Um, either LGBTQ plus or the community of our little podcast people, <laughs> Belle would be a great person to follow. So, yeah. I love talking. <laughs> Perfect. Just existing. So do we. So yes, I we love do. it. Well, that is our episode this week. Thanks so much for tuning in. As always, feel free to check our description for our sources and the links to follow us on social media and we'll see you next time yeah see you next time folks all right see you later bye bye bye